This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. All right, we're here. Cool. We're here. We're here. With my, what I call you is Michael Tree. Yeah, that's my name. Okay, great. Is that your birth name, Tree? Yeah, Tree is my real last name. Wow, wow, that must be a very common question. Yeah. Let's get to a more breaking normal question. Um, <laughs> you were talking about there's a swirl here or yeah, a vortex so. here. What do you mean by that? Be right before we. All right. Okay. Let me do a little, little commercial break for the breakingnormal.com slash podcast page. That way you can get links to the videos. And there was a beautiful angelic performance uh, that came through Michael right before this that was not on the recording of the headset, which people are, if they're only listening to the podcast, that's where they are starting. Oh, okay. But if they want a sneak peek of that. Um, blessing before this commenced, which is right now, <laughs> then check that out on the breakingnormal.com slash podcast page. I'm here with Michael Tree, Sedona, Arizona, on the rooftop of my dream house. It's and, beautiful, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're here. And now, and before we began, Michael said there's a, vor- a vortex here. Well, yeah, I mean, this is uh, the first house I've ever seen that has, um, like, the flourishing grass on the roof of it. And then... Behind us are, is the canyon, but this is pretty much an untouched area of Oak Creek Canyon. Uh, there's a lot of like keep out signs like way over there, and some people listen to them, some people don't. But we're in it right next to Munns Creek, and uh, there's a lot of juniper trees. And so, anyways, um, the crystal there's a, there's a lot of quartz and iron in the crystals here in the vortex, and it's a safe place. Uh, you, as you can see, there's um, you know hardly any any helicopters or anything that flows that flows through here and it's like a triangle and what happened was i think daniel felt it as well and it's like michael and daniel like it's kind of a cool name combination but it's kind of created like a tornado vortex energy and then uh, i guess your wife uh, her vision kind of flickered cuz i guess like in like in, is this world this reality is kind of like a virtual reality but it's real but it's like it's uh, like kind of like a hologram, so maybe the hologram flickered, but from just uh, all of our presence. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I, all right. Now, now, not only am I here with Michael Tree, <laughs> but I am literally in a canopy of a um, family of trees, a family of a variety of trees, a tribe of trees, and I met Michael. 2012. It was the yeah 2000. Was that 2012 or two I think 2015. I'm not sure. No, yeah, 2015. I think he's more right. <laughs> I was thinking more when I graduated college. Yeah. <laughs> 2000. Whenever it was when we started Tribe Design, first event in Kauai, which is arguably it's hard to compare the magic of Kauai versus Sedona, but I'm I'm willing to go there regardless of anyone. Like maybe a lot of people don't even know how what we're going to talk about. But I'm curious, what is the difference between you and for Kauai and Sedona before I tell people how we met? Uh, well, Sedona is like, I feel like a vortex where uh, a lot of souls enter and leave the, the planet through Sedona. Same thing with Kauai um, uh, and Polalau on the on the north shore, uh, like past Hanalei in, Ka- in Kauai. So I used to live in Kauai as well, and I had a, a lot of beautiful experiences there. Um uh, anyways, I had a ma- an amazing like opening of energy uh, during the the tribe design in Kauai, and then I had to, and then I came back to the mainland, had a lot of experiences. But my family lives in in Scottsdale and Phoenix, and I grew up in this area. And there's 
it's pretty it's like eighth dimensional here it's um uh a lot it, Kauai is the same way um and i think that what's happening is that like at munns creek where there's this conductivity of these people which is what happens naturally in tribe design where it's like electricity of each person's sovereign kundalini energy coming together and experiencing itself with each other so um uh, sedona has that and that's why daniel's here um so it's kind of like Kauai is uh, very very similar in that um, you know there's people who who locally live there, but Sedona's kind of like the Kauai on in the mainland. It's kind of like there's a rainbow bridge between the Hawaiians and then the natives who have lived here as well. Whoa, wow! <laughs> talk about that. And I think our first um, that, what was the name of that? The Makanalani tribe, which is a means a gift from heaven. And there was a rainbow. I remember the day we left the tribe yeah. design. That the first tribe design was obviously the probably the most mysterious compared to the rest because it was the first time ever stewarding this energy that obviously wanted to be birthed and 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 a whole lot, whereas the idea was kind of cultivated. Yeah. Which is is that what, what do you know about that? Anahola. Anahola. Well, yeah, that's the that's part of that area where people uh, there's these mountains near Anahola, right, uh, on the highway there. Um, and it's kind of like a small community in Kauai where people can hitchhike and everybody's like, hey, what's up? Uh, but uh, Anahola is, um, there are these big mountains that connect with the North Shore. And it's this, and I actually camped in a van um, in uh, Anahola on the foot of the mountains and nobody was going up there for some reason. And so that was why I was up there and I was having dreams and sleeping up there and it's a really beautiful place. So, uh, yeah, the mountains carry a lot of those sacred codes, but they're different than other mountains. Whereas like, um, I think the Rockies are more like really intense and here it's more, it's, it's a good balance of, of integration for, for human beings. So, yeah, it's all exciting for me to talk about. I'm being, uh, selfful, not selfish, but selfful because this is what this is about. This is about filling my cup so it can spill over to y'all. And I'm just so excited to be here with you and, um, and this vortexy energy and to find my, I mean, if anyone wants to know the the profoundness of the story of how I even ended up here, I'm not sure how to tell it yet. But I would definitely say it's very much like the story with Raj and Encinitas, and that's a great podcast to tune into. I don't, do you know Raj Lahoti? Uh, I don't. He is a great guy, man. King magician of prosperity. Wow. And he we talk a lot about the gift economy in that episode. Yeah. And uh, anyways, that's a fun podcast to tune into. And yeah, there's so many different directions we can go with this, Michael. Um, you mentioned the eighth dimension. Well, I mean, there's there's like the fifth and beyond dimension. So, I mean, uh, and it's... it's. Can I you think, take us through what... I would love to know, like, well, for, for someone taking us through the different dimensions, what that means to you. Like, maybe a little quick... For someone that's like, what? Dimensions? You know, if someone, someone that's never even heard... Oh. about this so i mean there's like a a community of people that like for example i used to um there's a lot of people who are just waking up or they want to experience something more than the normal reality and um and it's almost like lower than the third dimension in many ways where people grow up in in households that may not be like the the healthiest and that's almost like a it's like below third dimensional it's almost like the negative uh side of the third dimension so there's the there's different it's like a fractal like a mirror, so uh, there's the divine side where it's uh, when you're a sovereign being and you're able to express your sovereignty. But so many people grow up in a situation where they can't feel sovereign, 
And, um, and, but the fact is now we don't have to go out and be, uh, like, like kind of how the Buddha went to go and, and he went and he suffered a lot. Maybe some people go through that, those experiences, but, um, people can actually, what's happening now I feel is that there's in these points on the planet where it's really, uh, like divine and people's consciousness, they want, like when somebody's in inner eye, the third eye opens, but it's their inner eye and they see, they, they're able to see the portal. They're able to be the portal then they're attracted to places like this um, because when you're going through other places that are like highway towns or cities, there's there's just an inordinate amount of KFCs and McDonald's and just like all these these lower dimensional energies and nobody really addresses, but they just they, they just sit with it and they just like sit in that vibe. So I got tired of doing that and I'm like, um, you know, in like Topanga Canyon is kind of like that, but there's a lot of different places that that are the the center like the garden of eden and then there's there's different circles that go around the garden of eden you know there and it could be the like shambhala or whatever it is but sedona has that portal of of like the shambhala energy and so does kauai costa rica a lot of different parts of hawaii um yeah yeah byron bay yeah byron bay yeah port douglas those areas so, Yellowstone, parts of Yellowstone. Have you spent time around there? My friend, my friend's been living in Jackson Hole, and she grew up there. And there's a lot of people who hold on, I think, in some ways to, uh, I guess, their own projections, and um, and then they they uh, they they force those projections uh, with their thoughts because their thoughts literally are quant like in quantum physics aspect, like real physical reality. So if somebody's in a space and you're just closing your eyes and they're looking at you and you can feel them looking at you and you can feel this dense energy that's not yours, then you look and you open your eyes and you make eye contact and then they turn away. That's what those projections are. And there's a lot of that sometimes in places where it's um, just super, uh, like, as you said, in the mountains, like the, I guess in Jackson Hole, it's very, like a very masculine energy. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely the connection with the mother is really important. And um, a lot of people, like like the natives, talk about the umbilical cord connected with the mother, and um, uh, so that's really important to reconnect. And I was living in Austin, and Austin's a beautiful place too. But there was um, there's like Shoal Creek Park. Have you seen that area? I, I kind of had to. Um, I had to, I, the the city was so dense with the capital, and there's a lot of different buildings there. Um, but being able to connect with the earth is really important. So. Uh, when it's too much like sun energy or solar energy, it's it's a little bit like too much masculine energy. Um, the soul needs some feminine presence, uh, which is important too. So, and the feminine within it needs that pure reflection with nature. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, what? man, this is opening up opening up so many possibilities to discuss. Yeah, I mean, I I'm just here, you know, we're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> when I uh, met you in Kauai and Deanna mentioned it earlier and you asked I, you were kind of mentioning how you might be a very much different person than when we first met mm -hmm. do you want to describe a little bit that uh, that evolution and like uh, and the condensed ver the distilled version because I probably I imagine it's a lot well the word uh, I guess um, the word condensed is really uh, a word that can describe um, how the situation was where 
um, there's different like people who have different soul codes and DNA, and some people they that their spirit is just enough, maybe because of their past lives and however many reincarnations they've had. And when I uh, worked with a lot of the different plant medicines, and I just was I was like trying to um, figure out what this reality was about, and I was able to have glimpses of that fifth fifth and beyond dimensional existence that, uh, and I guess in the beginning of the awakenings, and um, so. I did everything all at once, and that's pretty much what happened and opened me up to a ton of light and a ton of darkness. Because <coughs> the Kundalini... And when you say a ton, oh, you did a lot of everything, or you did a lot of these things, you, what can you mention some of those? Or Yeah, I mean, so, like, uh, I am just a clear and sober path, you know, like, with the... My Kundalini's enough, like, um, but even for some people, when they awaken their Kundalini, it's too intense and they may not be ready yet, and that's why people go and they get initiated or they have, um, uh, or I think the thing, the whole thing with initiations, that's like clubs. And I, I don't agree with that. I think that's just our natural right, human right to have the, the, the spiritual energy within us, that, that, that divine energy. But, um, when you're in a city and then you have, you're delving into a lot of the different, um, plant medicines and ceremonies, there's so much, um, etherical energy that's flying around and so many people still with their woundedness, bringing other people into their woundedness. So um, even it still happens now, and that's why um, when you have an alternative spirit from a plant, it's good to teach. It's a teacher. It's like a teaching plant. But when people rely on it, then it can almost just uh, take over. And maybe the natural way of the plant is that it it teaches you so hard because it's not a human that somebody could almost like have a ne- really negative experience from from too much too soon. Is that kind of what happened to you? You're saying is it, it was I mean, overwhelming. Uh, you were having these plant medicine experiences in very dense cities that were you were taking in a lot. Uh, yeah. So uh, pretty is much. That what uh, I'm understanding. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we naturally have our own discernment, and um, especially people who've had a lot of incarnations in the past, and they've learned these lessons, but. Um, Pretty much it was like a lifetime of lessons in like five years or ever since I ended up, ever since the last tribe design. <laughs> ever since I met you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, like I almost, I almost, I had, uh, I almost died. I haven't had a near-death experience. And But the thing is, it's like if you have so much light, but you don't know how to contain that light with the structure, then the fallen energies of this world can pull you down and, and pull you to like the bottom underworld. Of the, of the planet. Okay, so on, <laughs> on that note, so I, I believe I have enough energy, but for someone that's like, wait a minute, I don't know if I, what does he mean by that? What can I do to increase my energy and what are things to watch out for that you were men- alluding to? Um, I think it's important to, uh, I think that a lot has happened in the last five years of, of since like the, the solar energy of the planet, the, the, the sun is really, um, intensely amplifying with the solar flashes and the, and the solar flares that that are that have been occurring the solar flash might occur in the future but the flares and then the earth's human resonance has been up to like 80 some days 70 and the natural human resonance is 7.8 hertz what kind of what kind of resonance resonance human resonance what does that mean the the, res- the basically the heartbeat of the earth so is that it, it correlated <laughs> with ohm <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> is that 432 hertz or something? Uh, that's 7.8 hertz. Is that no, no, 7.83 hertz? What's the four point? What's that? What's the one that I'm talking about? Uh, 428 hertz. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Well, that's like the that's like the the ohm and that's the you know the the for how many? 428 hertz. There's five. Uh, no, 528 hertz. But there's also I think 428. <laughs> so there's different frequencies, you know. But every British person has like a natural <laughs> has, <laughs> has a natural inclination towards a certain frequency. Some people they. Anyways, um, what was your question though? <laughs> Man, I definitely think you catalyzed. You know how we were talking about me being the freedom catalyst. Yeah, you catalyze a goofy energy in me. <laughs> I'm realizing that. I'm realizing that there's a good goofiness to me around you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and the moon tonight is pretty brilliant as well. I mean, this place. I don't know how to. Oh, I I don't know when I'm gonna upload this, but if I upload it before August like 12th or so, um, this is n- another like opportunity to join us in Sedona and to join a facilitator training. It's leading up to the next tribe design. We do month long facilitator trainings now. Yeah, and people like uh, you might know them, but without going into all the stories, <laughs> people are facilitating their experiences yeah. now, and it's like the tribe design uh, essence is spreading. The tribe design virus is spreading in a beneficial way. Yeah, like uh and that's the invitation if anyone wants to join apply asap internationaltribedesign.com. I uh we have some more space available for the event and the training starts on around the 12th or so. So hit me up before that and then there we go. See that? Yeah. See that sponsorship by myself? I love that. It's really great. <laughs> I'm totally in And it's really not by that. myself. It's really by everyone who's in coherence. Well, yeah, I mean the tribe design is like a it's a certain frequency that's like in in and of itself uh existing only like um it, it doesn't exist in other places it's like it's like the full integration of and i thought about this new thing besides instead of like just like the there's the manifesting generator the generator the, there's a lot of the human design terms and what came through in my meditation was was that like i'm a light conductor so a conductor can conduct energy and um you're like a a, a catalyte like a what, what was it a you're conducting an integrating catalyst. So that's so the whole it's like the it's like a frequency that exists where you can just be yourself and you don't have to be all spiritual, you can just be normal. Um but in these beautiful places too. So it provides an open space, you know. So what was the topic we were talking about earlier before? So many topics. I mean, we can go into back into the dimensions. You you're mentioning the fifth dimensional and beyond. What does oh. that mean for people? Well, I, I pretty much consider? like, yeah. So uh, there's um, uh, the full spectrum of the the Merkaba body, and um, so when Let's I do that too, the Merkab the Merkaba body, the Merkaba body, the Merkaba light body. Yeah. Can you describe what that is? In that? It's like your vehicle for your soul. So it's like, like I'm in my Merkaba body right now, but I could also travel with my Merkaba light body to go into a specific location maybe that I've been to or that I haven't been to yet and feel out the frequency so that I can tell is the frequency of uh, it's like am I supposed to go there and then like flow that's how I was able to meet you in the Munns Creek so um so it's pretty much like meaning because how we met at the creek here um was quite synchronous yeah I was in the midst of my miracle 
which was not not chaotic. <laughs> like there was definitely some chaos with this coherence in my life. I was going through a big decision day to decide if we're gonna get this place or not. Yeah. And then I, so I decided to go to the spring. <laughs> like, what else can you do? <laughs> like, what else go? What, what else can I do? I'm like, man, if I'm a, if I'm at that space where I, maybe I'm in a loss of mental understanding, why don't I go get some understanding at the source of life in a way, the source of this water life that gives life to so much and has the water. I was thinking about water today. I was, th- I was, th- I actually told Deanna this. Check. I don't know if this was one of those Instagram algorithms. Tell me what you think this means. I was telling Deanna how water is so amazing because it can give so much life and it can destroy it. And so both are possible. Yeah. And it's very important for the respecter of that energy to be in flow with being safe with it and being in harmony with it because it can be the opposite as well if someone's unaware or whatever. You know, there's so many stories about that. And then on my Instagram Later on, and later on, I just go on my Instagram. And it's the same like quote. It's like the quote about like water has the potential to destroy or to create. And I think it's from Troy Casey, who I was telling you, I was surprised you didn't know. I didn't know who Troy Casey. So is. what do you think about all that? <laughs> do you know Troy Casey? I'm not sure who yeah. he is yet. <laughs> that could be a, that could be a meme right there. <laughs> I'm not sure who he is yet. <laughs> right. Who? Who are you not sure? Uh, Troy Casey. <laughs> I don't know who Troy Casey is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a great Troy Casey's gonna love this now people are gonna look up Troy Casey and I think it's worth a look up and I did a podcast with him I did a podcast with him in the beginning he did a hape ceremony before we started yeah and that's really this is where another synchronicity to take note of I'm I'm I want to also interject and speak to the audience directly and ask if anyone wants to dis, um, experiment with being like a scribe or a journalist I'm really curious about somehow reporting the the sheer frequency of synchronicity that I that I ex, that I get to explore somehow, and somehow uh, make a note of it to maybe create a book or something. I'm not well, sure. I, yeah. You got something on that? I, I'm, I'm you know what? The call out. I'm so the call out. This is how what I've been doing, and it's a sacred name. Uh, it's um. Like uh, and I started. I've always been interested in it and fascinated by it. But this guy, Savan Bomar, I was really just delving deeply into all of his life research. And he lives in Costa Rica now, and he's an adept in a lot of um, of like how the world has been run and what's been going on. And um, so Savan Bomar, and there's a sacred name, and I don't know if I need to say it now, but uh, it's it's uh, Y H V H, and then you say the Hebrew uh, word of it. So uh, you say I'll just say it now. It's a sacred name. So holy yod Hey vav Hey. It's the holy Hamesh. It's the holy name. And it's the 72 names of, of, of the creator all in one. Which, uh, and it has to do with language and numbers. So I've been um, utilizing this Furba, which is a, uh, a high form of Tantric Buddhism. And um, Padma Bhavasa, uh, he was the, the man of the rainbow light body who you see on Gaia television. He's doing that and you see the light body around him. But it's it's this energy that can be used for divine wrath and other forms. So I've been actually, there's a way to do it. So there's the counterclockwise if you want to clear energy, and if you want to clear your energy field. So And it's really important if you're uh, like an activated being in a big city. Uh, and I don't have to do it as much here, but there's the way of doing it where you can, and that's how I think that I was able to meet you because I think that you do the same thing in your own way. 
where you fo you focus on a mantra and then you you create a clockwise um, uh, of creation energy. It's creation energy clockwise. So you create a clockwise creative energy with the highest timeline possible. So um, and I feel that that's how we're able to flow in the right direction because we just naturally know it's the in, it's the inner gnosis. Hmm. Yeah, I'll talk about it. This is so cool. This is like so cool having this c communication with you on top of this beautiful yeah. grass-fed roof. Yeah. <laughs> is it grass-fed grass roof? Grass-fed milk. Is the milk grass-fed? Um, well, if I guess if the cow eats the grass. <laughs> I know. Isn't it funny, though, how it's described? Yeah. Gra why not grass-fed cow milk? Wouldn't that be more accurate? Uh, I usually like to drink whole milk. Whole milk. Yeah. You mean meaning pasteurized whole milk or unpasteurized whole milk? I like to drink. Um, I guess the pasteurized is the healthy version. <laughs> Do you drink that often? Well, I guess whole milk is healthy. <laughs> are you are you being sincere or not? <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, so you drink that whole milk quite a bit. Why not? Have you so? I don't know if you know. Did you know about the raw bras when we were in raw vegans? I was mentioning it to the uh, lovely naked massage therapist down the road earlier. Oh, today. yeah, that's <laughs> she's true. She's so awesome. So she's <laughs> there's so many awesome people in this little vortex. Let's here. bring let's bring all the energy to Sedona. Like let's flow it all to Sedona right now because it's really powerful. You know. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's the right time to be here. Monsoon season seems to be flirting with us. And then, man, right when that monsoon season ends and the fall kicks in in this canyon, is there a better place to be? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if if you like to wear nice, cool sweaters. Or if you like to be activated by the chill, like yeah. we were doing in the water. Yeah, it's true. It was really fascinating because I was able to get really, uh, really cold, and then it didn't get cold anymore. It wasn't cold because my body adapted to it. And... um yeah, I was really chilly down there, and I noticed like when I'm getting in those states and I'm like oming and getting chilly and just being like, ooh, all of a sudden like dragonflies start flying towards my head, weird, amazing things start happening. Yeah. Hence, here we are. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's something really powerful about how our voices can, you know, we can activate our, our voices are really, it, it just activates our spine, you know, and our brain and our spine, so it's probably why... That happened. That's that's a great thing. I want to, it reminds me of the Kundalini that you're alluding to. Not a lot of people are not familiar with that either. Well, I mean, you're like what is that? And the, and I'm not familiar with what everyone thinks of Kundalini. I think it's like one of those words, sort of like God. Like there might be eight billion different definitions. Of kundalini. What does Kundalini mean to you? Well, Kundalini is like is the uh, and I experienced it. You can experience it, especially when you say like sacred names. Um, uh, of the at like the absolute creator because there's a lot of different energies that can be a demigod there can be people who make themselves god or you know there's that's what cults are so it's about like the sovereignty and becoming uh, in tune with like that infinite one the oneness of the absolute and then that connecting with that oneness of the absolute that helps your crown chakra from your root because your root produces oils and produces um, like juices and healthy things that go up your spine and then it moves into your brain and then uh, when you have a healthy kundalini, then your brain works well and then your body feels good. And then it also uh, reduces any – it also keeps you protected too. You, your energy field gets protected. But when your kundalini energy 
for example, like I know there's a lot of people who delve into different plants and things like that, but for me, I just focus on my kundalini, and it's been a really huge practice because I thought I needed to rely on the plants in order to experience creator. But then I realized I had to go through the death of almost like almost passing and dying, and then I had to go through a lot of different veils so that I could realize it's just within myself, and um, it's in your brain. Uh, but uh, um, you know, trees have kundalini. That's why they're able to grow. It's it's the, the source energy from the earth, but that's also our root chakra is uh, is a reflection of the earth. So it's it's. Does that make sense? It's like mother, father, creator within you. Yeah. I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> that, that 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 doesn't mean much to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like making sense. The making sense is part of the equation, but sometimes things that make the least amount of sense have been the most meaningful to me. So the concept makes sense doesn't make sense to you. Um. No. What I, what I mean by I'm not sure if it makes sense is that I'm not sure if the collective, like the whole the collective would be like, oh yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. They might well, be like, maybe not, but what? And for me, I'm like, yeah, I see what he's saying. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it, the words are just words. It's just you know. So, and on the word of the word tree, what do you think about the word? I mean, I I love. I'm just so enchanted and mystified that I'm surrounded by these trees. The camera view is like it's behind the camera, so we're the camera is actually looking at the whole valley, which or this canyon, which is absolutely incredible. Behind the camera are as a as a, a tribe of trees that I love. Yeah, what do you think about these trees? Um, I mean, what do you feel about them? Oh, <laughs> so, so what you think about is what I'm what you're thinking about is what I'm what you're wondering what I'm feeling about the trees. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Supported. I feel supported. Nurtured. Protected. Inspired and humbled were some of the f things that I think most people call, f like that would be closer to the feelings. I yeah. Think. A mix of those. Maybe those are the different branches of the tree of what I'm feeling. Yeah. I feel that way too. <laughs> yeah, the the um the trees hold space, you know. It's like um when I was driving down the canyon, you can just smell the the essence. Like the trees have pheromones and so do we. So, but the trees are just the pure like the pheromones are powerful, so when you can smell the pure pheromones of the trees, then it just kind of activates that natural essence within yourself. Yeah, I saw an awesome quote about a tree yesterday or two days ago. It was like, you can grow and be still. Yeah, but that's what—that's the hardest lesson I had to learn. <laughs> I was like, when I was really starting out with waking up, I wasn't able to be still. And what does that mean to you, be still? Um, well, that concept of like be still and know, but the thing is, Everything's relative. Each person has a different experience. As you said, like my experience is my experience and um and it's like each person has their own relative gnosis. So gnosis. These are see I wanna like give a little context to some of this vocabulary you were using. Gnosis spelled with a G. Yeah. 
G-N-O-S-I-S. And what does that mean to you? Well, the gnosis is that um, within ourselves, just as like we're, like for me, I just sit, but then I can then be sit well in bliss just like a tree sits well in bliss. But the tree has an environment that it's around which needs to have that healthy conductivity of that electricity of life force just as these trees do with healthy rain and rivers and water and earth and fire with the the lightning so it's just that that stillness um allows you to just take a deep breath and and then to be able to hold space for yourself but also hold space for other people's um consciousness and what they're processing and what they're going through yeah it's very synchronous you mentioned that because we're I'll, I'll I'll give a little teaser of the story of how we ended up in this place right now let me see if I can do it yeah I'm gonna hold some space for me and see if I can tell the story yeah I'm, I'll, I'm gonna have your mate I'm just gonna listen all right cool okay great 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 Deanna booked a place in Sedona. She knows she wanted to be here, and it was partly based on like some astro geography uh, or astro astro cartography. Cartography that you mentioned to me in a conversation earlier. Partly biased by that, I would say. Um, and at the same time, I'm like Sedona. We spent four year, almost four years ago. We spent in October here. That was just like, come on, this place, mm-hmm. especially in October. I have a tendency, in my opinion, to be the best places in the world at the best time to be there because I've made that my practice. And that's been a very sincere practice of mine for a while now. And it was a little edgy for me to come to Sedona in August, um, first of all, because I've been doing it monthly. I'm like, man, if I'm going to come to Sedona, I think October might be the better time. <laughs> September, late September. Um, but Deanna, I, Deanna's nature too. Deanna's major nature. Deanna's nature right in my face. She's the yeah. she's the hurricane of love right in my freaking life. Like in my in my car, in my house, in my in here, we're sharing life together. So I'm like, yeah, this is very important to me. And we ended up in a place out and um yeah, that was not it was not a place that I think natives would have ever lived. Like without the manipulation of water and electricity and all these other manip- awesome manipulations, but there's a, these communities that are created, cities and places that a lot of people live there. Well, that when the natives would have never lived there, they may have hunted there, they may have done ceremonies there, they may have explored there, they may be like, we got to get out of here and get some water so we can all survive. Yeah, it might have been frantic, it might have been an emergency, but in a, in a lot of today's population, which you're mentioning with the cities, a lot of people are just like millions of people are living in those type of environments. And so when I got to the environment where you were living, I was like, whoa, I got a little panicky because before this, I've been living by the rivers. I've been living where I imagine so many of the the natives that before any culture existed here beyond different tribes, that's where they were thriving. And that's where I've been living. And maybe that makes me a good steward of tribe design. Yeah. And then when I got out there, I was like, "Holy mackerel! This is scary. this is getting get a little disturbing to me." That all of a sudden the AC went out, the hot water went out, and I was like, "We gotta get out of this. This is like the time to leave." So I just ditched our place, wow. and I started thinking about what's the best place in Sedona. <laughs> and then I realized four years ago I walked on this roof. Wow. <laughs> and then it made no sense financially to Deanna. And Deanna's like kind of sometimes disturbed by my levels of financial faith. I would say. 
because and they've also got us in a chaotic situation. So I'm not gonna be <laughs> say it hasn't come with some craziness. But I was like, I kind of committed to it in my body. I felt like my body was committed to be, and I kept coming here. That's one of the, one of the reasons I saw you. I kept coming here because I wanted to be here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, with some research, I found this place as a vacation rental recently listed. And then I found the owner through Instagram. And then I started negotiating, and the negotiation still wasn't up to Deanna's standard. And then my friend called me that night when I kind of surrendered. And I want to talk to you about this because I feel like I imagine I can feel myself into many miracles. But sometimes I've been so tested till the end. I'm like, is that, I wonder, why was, is that necessary for me to be that tested? Because when I pretty much surrendered, I'm like, what am I going to do? Someone called me and it's like, what's up? And I uh, told them, I just told them exactly what's up. And then they said they want to pay for half of, they, first of all, they want to start subsidizing this place. They the, want, like this house? Yeah, yeah, this house. They want to start subsidizing it. I was like, oh my gosh, okay. What does subsidizing mean? I mean, like they were going to pay for, <laughs> they, they See, that were, doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, okay, great, kidding. great. <laughs> I know, that's what he said. And I'm wondering, I'm, I still am wondering exactly what he meant. I'm like, is he? No, he doesn't know. And I know him and I know him. Like, he's just, he's purely into the gift. Oh, I see. And oh, like like uh, donating, helping out. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. wanted to gift half the n- cost, which was already negotiated down because of so many miraculous like, things yeah. I I got That's to do really cool. and so much chaos I got to experience in the meantime. And then I I'm like going to celebrate. And I'm like, wow, this is still kind of risky. And then some I run into someone from Instagram that knows me, and she writes me a thousand dollar check. What? At the restaurant. And then I'm like, I'm in. I'm at this like place. In, at a restaurant. That same night, in, right after that conversation. In, was that yeah. in Sedona? Yeah, or? in Sedona. Like, no, an hour, like an hour after that conversation, I had my friend. And wow. then I was like, and I sent the video to the lady that I'm in, told her the story. And now here we are, me and you sitting wow. on the rooftop. And I believe that had so much. I believe it has so much to do with me going to the source of where water comes from. Yeah. And sitting exactly. in there. And uh, activating myself on purpose. The source. That's and, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So, anyways, I want to celebrate that with you because you were in that mix. At, yeah. Just at the right time. Well, I saw your face and I was like, "Is that Daniel?" Is like, because you had a beard, but you didn't have a beard in Austin at Paleo FX, and so, you know, um, but uh, it's a really fascinating thing because that life force comes from the source, like. So it's like life force comes from the source, like Barton Springs, those little areas where it comes out of the crevice. Exactly. And, and Michael knows the area that he, I asked him what his favorite area of Barton Springs was. I think it was kind of like just a curiosity because I could tell he's a water warrior fan lover as well. And he told me exactly, that, and that's exactly where I hang out in Barton Springs. I literally open my eyes. Timothy and my Timothy and my yeah yeah we go we've gone there and just swam right where the source comes out and opened our eyes. And I don't know how to describe what that exactly does, but I will say it's worth it. And I want to encourage other people to find the source of life of where you're at and within you, and to look it right in the eyes. Yeah. That's that's pretty deep. Whoa. Well, how how so? Like, I guess you're, the source could be your lover or your family members, and but also the earth too. Yeah, I think it's the it's like the same taboo with the eye contact. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> in our retreat, we did a lot of at the tribe design. I think we experimented with different a lot of different things of eye contact, and I think that's what people want to do. And I, I actually remember when I went to Ecuador. 
in these crazy hot springs <laughs> in Banos. Have you ever been to Banos, Ecuador? No, I haven't. <laughs> There's hot springs. That's an amazing town. And I was sitting in the hot springs, and these people just gazed. They were just like looking at me in my eyes for so long, and it wasn't like the that dense. From there? Yeah, they just oh. they they looked like natives or That's locals cool. or indigenous or whatever terminology someone wants to use. And I was like, that's what I want to do too. And actually, that's what I do with little infants. Yeah. And and it depends on the person. Maybe some adults I don't want to, and maybe some I do. Yeah. And at certain times, the going with the, maybe based on what they're going through. Well, with your presence, it's it's it would be a healthy thing to do because you take care of your your soul and your and your body and your energy and you keep a pure field. But like it's that I think that'd be a good thing to do with people who are keep a pure field, but. Sometimes for me it's too intense. If I wouldn't soul gaze with everybody, I yeah. Can you move your microphone a little oh. up? And I yeah yeah. yeah. There I wouldn't go. soul gaze with everybody. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, did I, you hear, I hear that? You, oh, I hear that. I yeah. hear that. This is a very taboo topic. What you just brought up right here was very taboo, <laughs> because I've talked about this, and me and Deanna have talked about this, and we facilitate a lot of eye contact experiments at tribe design and at the same time we always like we continuously remind people like speak the f-, f up this is like your experiment and your opportunity to ask for what you want and not be attached to getting it and to put up boundaries like so, in what way like uh in a so meaning like if we said like all right we're gonna do this eye gazing experiment meaning if someone didn't want to do that say i don't want to do this oh, i see That's but some like people simple. don't know how yeah, to do that so yeah some people don't know so <laughs> so this is the conundrum i've found myself in since you bring up this topic is that i'm like i'm not sure if i would soul gaze I, i'm not sure if i i would say yes to soul gazing or eye gazing with everyone at this yeah. retreat and at the same time, I'm offering the opportunity for others to do it. Well, the, and uh, I think because I'm trusting that they, first of all, can say no. And for the ones that say yes, that are aligned, it can be one of the most profound breakthroughs anyone could ever have. Well, I think that those align, those alignment, there's the, the, there's the source energy that's something that is like supposed to happen that you don't plan for. And then there's people that if it's a decision, I guess it's from, if it's from the personality <laughs> and it um, ends up being kind of a weird situation that somebody has to focus on clearing for like three hours after. Do they really want to do that? Do they Are they going to have to focus on clearing something? Or sometimes there's soul gazing where it's a reflection of what's going on within yourself, and I think that's when it's supposed to happen. But when it's somebody else projecting with their eyes something that's not yours, it's kind of a complicated, I guess, conundrum situation right yeah i've heard once that i'm not sure what native indian culture or tribe it was but maybe the cherokee that it was like taboo to look at people in the eyes have you heard about that at all or you know anything um, about that or i'm not sure but i really resonate with people who have the cherokee lineage it's pretty awesome mm-hmm. yeah uh and uh it's it's all relative i feel it's like uh you know, like I would soul gaze with you. That'd be cool. And then your face would start changing and like you would start to see like the multidimensional aspects. But the thing is when people soul gaze, they may not, their inner eye may not be like super open. So they may not see the different um, wavelengths of aspects of the soul that come through. Like sometimes when I soul gaze with people and a lot of people probably from tribe design, they just allow their eyes to just gaze and then their physical their their face the other person's face starts to shift and change so which is a i guess it's a normal and a lot of people have experienced that so do you really when you can tune into your intuition do you really want to open yourself up to that but the thing is it's like there's nothing to fear either so 
Yeah, I've had some <laughs> crazy experiences. One that's coming to mind, I had an experience once where I was looking someone in the eye, like uh, one of these, it could be called a soul gazing exercise and um, or inner size, and I thought I saw their their face became almost like, almost, <laughs> the Freddy Cougar one? What's the one with the bars over their mouth? Yeah, the, yeah, they, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they, they, it's a Freddy Cougar. <laughs> Anyways, like I was, their mouth looked locked to me, like in like in a cage. Yeah, in those moments, I always say cancel, clear, delete. <laughs> okay. I always use those words because <laughs> it's it's like whoa, cancel, clear, delete that, <laughs> right? Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> I like how before you're talking about using the name of like all 72 names of the creator, <laughs> or is it 72 or what was the number? Uh, there's infinite uh, names. Maybe, but, well, the number that you used earlier. 72. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got it right. Nice. That you were first talking about that word, and then at this at those points that you just say cancel, clear, yeah. delete. I like the uh, paradox of the simpli- the profound simplicity of both. Yeah, like in in those moments, I would probably like look away and have to like you know clear it or whatever it is but but what we'll continue your experience with that like oh yeah i i didn't necessarily cancel clear delete i was okay. like <laughs> i kind of looked at it as like this is, is this like the dragon of my experience in the moment and what am i going to do with it am i going to and my i think like a dragon i treat i would treat my dragon like i treat araya in a way well it's kind of like is it your dragon though because yeah, yeah, well, cuz like it, maybe it's there whatever they're it could be something that they're carrying with them that they need an energetic clearing. But however, so this is so this is where it gets a little thicker. I think whatever they are, or whatever you are, whatever these trees are, they are my experience. So I'm the one that judges. You gauge it. It's you. Yeah, I'm that's the up one that judges it. Judges this. I was just saying what I would do in the moment. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, and I, I've yeah. done. I think I've done that too without saying cancel clearly. There's yeah. been time. There, yeah, I, I think I, I like the metaphor that I use is that um, I love beer. There's another thing I love. I love beer. And I, I love having like a couple drinks or a few drinks. And I've seen people that I drink with, they don't want to do. They seem to have like a few drinks and they want to keep going. And or there's been times like at a bar, there's like a fight going on between like drunk people that are out of their mind. And I'm like, I, I'm, like, uh, like, like, I'm like, I'll just get to a safe place. <laughs> like they're going to have their experience for whatever yeah. reason. And I'm just like, if uh, something dangerous in nature is happening, I'll keep a safe distance. If the river's way too high, it's like, maybe that's not time to go in the river. And I've se- I have seen people when they um, drink or do other things, they like seem like they can't help but get involved. Well, from my in, experience, in that dragon, whether it's theirs yeah. or the other, <laughs> Yeah, from my experience, it's like um, sometimes energy lingers, especially after you have an aw- a weird interaction with somebody that you feel it's non-human. I think that there's if something is human and it's like a, a, a natural experience, um, then and there's a lot of bats that are flying around right now. If it's like a, a, a natural frequency that, that resonates with you, but it's a challenge, I think there's a difference where you can tell, is this a challenge that I'm supposed to face within myself, or is this a challenge that will get, me in, that will get somebody one into chaos? somebody else's chaos because each person's a creator within themselves so those people at those bar they're they're creating a, a storm but they're creating a storm from their inner storm within themselves they're actually creating outer chaos and i feel that's the source of war and other thing other things and so it's like in that moment how do you utilize spiritual martial arts where you don't get involved but then you can also gauge if you have to sit in that situation 
your intuition and, and utilizing your spiritual gifts like telepathy, then... Did you hear that thump? I don't know. <laughs> I just got like a thump. Well, I kind of saw an energy that was like, that kind of like moved around you a little bit. Because it's <laughs> a little bit dim light. So... <laughs> Yeah, this place we're at right now is nuts, man. I'm gotta think. I might I, if it, hey, anyone that's listening to this and anyone that wants to come through Sedona or is in Sedona or near Sedona, it would be a great guest for the Breaking Normal podcast. I know there's so many wonderful weirdos in this town and just such cool conscious ways. Yeah. So I might make this. I like this as a ritual. I might make this ritual doing an interview up here in the evenings. Thanks for uh, planting the seed of this potential tree that I'm going to start sprouting. Oh, thanks, Daniel. Yeah, thanks for having me on on this. So. Yeah, the camera's probably pretty good, pretty dark by now, but man, I'm I'm enjoying the scenery. Yeah, maybe maybe you could like use it computer technology to make it brighter. Probably that's probably <laughs> very likely. I've seen. You know, a life changing moment for me was when I saw. Some sort of animated version of one of the presidents, I think it was Barack Obama, making a fearful announcement. A fearful? Uh, yeah, like they made an announcement that was like something that would be very alarming. But the video expressed this is just like a virtual reality. Oh, I this see is what not you're real. We're just showing you what can be. But it looks exactly be. like him. Yeah, and I started and I watched that and it was like life changed. Wait, so like, changed. like it wasn't it, was, it wasn't him. It was just a computer animated version of exactly, him yeah, speaking that. propaganda that would scare potentially scare the collective consciousness into a chaos. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, wait, I was like, how silly, how silly for someone to think that their inner state is a victim to their outer circumstances, and that. But might, it's, it's and yeah, like I'm saying that at the root of our will power that we have the ability to and this comes like from the story of holocaust survivors they were able to like be in a, a proper like a prosperous state in the worst conditions possible and i feel like their inspiration for me and others maybe that we don't we like when we are experiencing something like semi-challenging like what's my ability to maintain my inner state and i don't even know where now i'm wondering where that was rooted from where where was I going with that? Where do you think I was going well, with that? Well, some people, they feel it's so real to them. It's kind of like the Spider-Man movie. You know that at the end of spider at the the guy who creates the illusion? But then Spider-Man, he has to use his telekinesis uh, in order to to move through the illusion, in order to break the illusion. And the, the, the maker of the illusion was um, uh, something that he was battling with, but the thing is he had to go within himself to overcome it. So... Um, but the thing is, it was all this this noise and this this uh, frequencies and news, and um, but we all are telekinetic. If you can feel like your crown chakra and you can feel frequency, you can feel energy, and you can feel other people. But the thing is, sometimes that telekinesis isn't yours, and it's discerning what is yours and what's not. And I think like it's like a fire, like the story of like Daniel and the fire. So it's like to to burn the illusion with your own life force of truth. Well, I trust uh, me, you, anyone that's tuned in was either confused into clarity or clarified in, into confusion and to maybe dance with what's the difference and to experience the bliss regardless. <laughs> yeah. Well, was that was that too much what I said or no, I know. Oh. I wouldn't say that. I was just like I, I was know. just like speaking from my truth and but um, But that's something that can, I like that. Was that too much? How many people do you think 
after they express themselves in a <laughs> in a beautiful way wonder was that too much well the thing is if it's not like i guess even, we're all growing you know like um the whole point though it, there is no who's to, who's to decide was it too much i guess I guess we are, but the no, thing but is, who, there's, there's like balance. If there's, if there's anyone to really decide <laughs> if it was too much, who would it be? Uh, I guess the people in the conversation. <laughs> like, And who are the people in the conversation? <laughs> Our higher selves, I guess. <laughs> like, uh, I think the answer I'm fishing for, and let me know if it resonates, is I think the, really the, tr- the person to decide if this was too much is you. Yeah, I don't think it was too much. But I, I want to make sure people are comfortable what if with I, what I what share. What if I want it to be too much? If you want it to be too much, then that's the whole point of breaking normal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boom. All right. Like, I... that's that's where it is. It's like I'm an intense, uh, precise person. So I, t- I like to be intense and precise and just to speak whatever I want to speak. <laughs> I definitely, I, the preciseness, I'm not sure if I think you're that precise. I'm precise in my own way, but like if I'm doing like uh, if I'm doing a reading with somebody and I feel that there is like something that if if there's a a, a point to get to the point of something, like right now we're just conversing, mm-hmm. and there's really no there's no like definite answer. Like if somebody's trying to get to the root of something they're dealing with, then I'll help them through that. But if it's just like talking and chatting about things, then it's just chatting, like it's not. It's not supposed to be precise. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And on that case, now that it's pretty much fully gotten, <laughs> we're at nighttime now. This is cool. It's cool to be here with you through the transition. Um, best place for people to learn more about you or connect with you? Uh, yeah, my name is Jedi Tree uh, with a D. So like Jedi, J- D-J-E-D-I Tree on Instagram. D-J-E-D-I. The I tree, yeah, like the original. Is there a dot or an underscore or anything? Just straight no. up Jedi tree. Jedi tree. Awesome. So uh, it's the original spelling <coughs> of Jedi. <laughs> so. Yeah. Thank and you. Thank so, you, Jedi Michael Tree. Uh, yeah, and um, uh, I guess uh, you know, just helping people out. We're all just focusing on the flowing through this world you know so i really appreciate what you do i'm grateful to be on the show and thank you <laughs> yeah yeah it's a, it's been aw- it's awesome like how we started till now yeah i know and i lo- what i love about you is that you're able to really challenge people and um you're very grounded and you're like set in and and what your truth is and that's all that's important you know and that's how you're here right now mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'm glad you think so yeah i feel it rasta Rastaman. Rasta, Rajasta. Rasta. Registaman. <laughs> Look at that. Fifty we everyone's did fifty five. Cool. Um let's see. Yeah. Hey, if you love this or if you maybe you just love sitting here in Sedona with us. Yeah, come to Sedona. Especially for the next tribe design. Yeah, b- create a new uh, light grid here. Like a whole new realm of light grid. Bring a bunch of light here. Yeah. Does that make right? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about Sedona. Sedona is very special, it and is. I do think it's going through a new season. It is. Yeah, it's uh, heightening. You know. And JP's gonna. I think he's doing shows here right during our time at Tribe Design, and that's what happened to us at the Big Island. And when we left, first of all, when we were on the Big Island, lava stopped flowing. 
and then we did our retreat, retreat. And now the thing that's going on with the satellite. Are you familiar with that? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, uh, in Mauna Kea. Yeah. Yeah. That happened afterwards, and there's just like there's. I, I feel like I'm part of some sort of. Yeah, that's what I feel too. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you also bring people into into something great and beautiful too. You bring people into truth. So, um, where it's just the nature of tribe design. It's like that's why it's so awesome. People love it because there's truth to it, and it's like a lot different than many other organizations. It's all about each individual because that's what you're about. I feel. Like your own truth. Yeah, that's the paradox of tribe design. That yeah. like Dan is like, why is it called tribe? You know, is it really should? It's a lot of inner self work. And I'm like, exactly. Yeah. How else do you create a tribe? <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you create the tribe within yourself. Yeah. Like I realize there's a whole tribe of experiences within myself. Can I? And how do I? How am I going to deal with it? Yeah. I trust I'll make it something like that, like a, a nice coherent. Like a wheel. A wheel that can keep me going forward. Yeah, well, you're doing it. You're doing it for yourself, and because it helps you grow, and that's the whole point. Because that that's you're your own wheel, and then the whole wheel grows. Let's talk about trees. Let's talk about trees. Like, let's talk about a plum tree. What's the greatest? What's, what's the greatest way to? <laughs> <laughs> what's the greatest way to propagate the life force of a plum seed? Is to firstly make sure the tree is just solid. Yeah. That way, the, the healthier the tree is, the more fruit it's going to produce. Wow, that's huge. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah. That was like a message from, like... <laughs> <laughs> the plum tree. is a message from the plum tree. You know, without, you know, before we had Davina, we were actually in this, the way Davina was... Uh, what's the word? What's the technical... Uh, conceived, con- bur- born. When you make the baby. What is a that? Conception. Conception. Right, yeah, when Davina was conceived on my friend... CK's cannabis farm sound studio. Yeah. And um but be that before we did before that happened the night before, I gorged on a booming plum tree. Wow. Just like me and Deanna just went crazy cuz the <laughs> plum tree plum tree was producing. Yeah. It was producing. It was the season to go crazy on the plum trees. Yeah. And I've been through this canyon before when the apples are going crazy. Yeah. It's it used to be an orchard canyon. Yeah. So it's it's just uh fertility. That's the whole point, like the the energy of fertility, the source energy from the earth, where the source comes out. Which is the color red, most likely. Uh, red, but blue water, red blood, red as as in your own blood and your own your own system. Mm-hmm. Um, and blue in all colors. Yeah. So. But I feel like there's something that's sit down in this red root, red root the kind iron, of energy. The iron brings the red. All right, yeah. we can, we'll keep going. So, but I'm like, I'm looking <laughs> at the moon and I'm like. I've been excited for that to be a full one. Yeah, it's going to be full moon in like 15 days or... And then again on September 13th slash 14th. For the harvest moon and for Tribe Design. Uh, exactly. Here we go. So it is. So thank you. Thank you. To infinity and beyond. This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. 